Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494 as we await more information and um, and and more more feedback here on how much we think a bat boy gets paid. Tucker's dream job being the Phillies bat boy. Uh, I'm not sure if it's as lucrative as he thinks it's going to be. So we've heard we've heard a lot of different. Yeah, radio hasn't worked out that way either. <laughs> yeah, radio and and lucrative not usually words that go together in 2023. We we make it work though. Um, any also quickly any any pushback yet from management on the big hat we're expensing? We're not yet. You know, I did have a meeting with Rod today, but I didn't bring it up. Yeah. I figured out maybe I'll I'll wait a little bit. I always think for things like that, it's better to ask for forgiveness, beg for then ask you know beg for forgiveness rather than ask for permission. I have put things on my timesheet. The only time I've ever gotten caught, actually, the only time anyone's ever had an issue with my timesheet, is when Jack Heffer mixed it up and said I worked from six a.m. to twelve midnight every day for two weeks. <laughs> and the email I got from HR was. Did you actually work 147 hours of overtime this pay period? What if, what if you said yes? I, I believe I said I love working here. Unfortunately, I did not. Not, not this week. Maybe next week we'll do that. All right, we're going to get to um, Jalen Hurts or in a sec. But, yes, we're soliciting your, your guess on this because – I just my guess is fifty bucks a game. You know that that the, a ball boy a ball boy will make or bat boys for the Phillies, and and we're I mean we got people saying thirty nine thousand on ZipRecruiter. We had a, a former Flyer Santa Claus who said maybe one hundred bucks, uh, and then some people are throwing nine or ten dollars an hour. I'm not, you gotta not, don't trust all those Google searches. I'm not sure if they're they're telling you exactly what it is. And then we had um, the fir- one of the first bets we received on this was two hundred fifty dollars a game plus tips. That seems a little rich. I mean, that, that seems like a good amount of money for a job for a 14-year-old. So uh, I'm curious where, what the actual answer is. We don't have it yet. We'll, we'll find that out. Steichen and, and Gannon. One stays, one goes. You get to pick. I would keep Gannon and let Steichen go. I think Brian Johnson uh, is kind of next in line on the offensive coaching staff, and they could get by there. And I'm most worried about the injury stuff. You know, I know they're going to have most of their quote-unquote starters back, but four or five of them, I don't know if they can even get through a game, let alone be themselves. Lane Johnson, you know, Vontae Maddox, Miles Sanders, Josh Sweat. We'll see how effective Jalen is. And if he plays like himself, that's a lot of good players uh, banged up heading into the postseason. That's a bigger concern for me than anything else right now. 215-592-9494. We'll get back to your phone calls here coming up in a few minutes. But it's time to play Jalen Hurts or. We haven't played this in a while. I believe last time we did this. I mean, I Preseason? Think, yeah, I think it might have been. Or I think we did... Um, did we do Jalen Hurts or NFC quarterbacks last offseason? We did something like that. Unfortunately, the Philly seasons went a little long. We didn't get to do all our preseason stuff we normally well, do. Well, that's true. Yeah, we were kind of caught up in it. So here's what we'll do this time. Tucker will throw at me each of the 12 starting quarterbacks in the postseason. Uh, or 13. 14. Or th- 13 other ones, excuse me. 14 altogether. Obviously, Jalen doesn't count in this. So the 13 other starting quarterbacks. We're going to have to do some projecting here because it certainly sounds like Lamar Jackson is not going to play. And we know Tua Tungavailoa is out officially. So at least those would have been – we could have had a discussion about it, right? I mean, especially Lamar. We, I mean, it's just we'll just scoff at those guys that are playing for them. But let's do it. Let's see where I have Jalen now ranked among the NFC quarterbacks. Now, again, this is just for the postseason, just for the next four weeks, not like a, a long-term thing. All right, let, let's hear the names here. All right, well, we will start at the bottom. We will start with Skylar Thompson. I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. Up next, Jalen Hurts or – 
Tyler Huntley slash Anthony Brown. Yeah, Jalen. I can't believe Anthony Brown might play in a playoff game. But yes, it's it's easily Jalen Hurts. I still would have taken. I would have taken him over the Lamar we had this year because I thought Lamar was up and down. But man, that whole situation. I, I saw a clip today of John Harbaugh talking about. It. He seems exasperated, and I don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be a Raven next year. My guess is he's not going to be. And they keep saying it's not contract related. Doesn't something feel off down there? You know, he was considered day to day a month ago. when he first got hurt. It was a month ago. 38 days. He hasn't practiced. Yeah. My, my, it just feels to me like someone is in his corner telling him, you do what's best for you, Lamar. And and that's not playing for the Baltimore Ravens right now in, in their biggest moment. So, yes, obviously Jalen over Huntley or Brown. Uh, Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy. Jalen Hurts. And we, ironically, we might see that game. I will say, though, statistically, Brock Purdy's played at a, in a ridiculous level. I mean, he's played, what, six? Um, five plus games. I think he came in. He's started five games, I believe, and then he came in like in the first quarter of that sixth game. So I think we're all, a little over five games of action. His numbers are crazy good. He's five and zero as a starter, completing sixty-seven percent of his passes, thirteen touchdowns, four picks, eight point one yards per attempt. It's just like they've recreated a new Jimmy Garoppolo in the seventh round of the draft. But yes, of course, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones. Jalen Hurts. I think Jones has grown a lot. He might be he might be one of the most improved quarterbacks in the NFL not named Jalen Hurts this year. Tua, Hurts, Jones. I mean, he got a lot better. He's uh he's certainly a decent quarterback now. But yeah, it's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence. Jalen Hurts. And this one, I don't I'm I I don't see it. I, I I haven't seen it since last year. Now Lawrence also got better from what he was last year. I mean, he was horrendous last year as a rookie. Everyone just blamed Urban Meyer and was like, well, it's not Trevor Lawrence's fault. And now he's got Doug. And he was in the playoffs, and he did have a stretch. Trevor Lawrence had a stretch for about six or seven weeks, end of October till about two weeks ago, where he played well. I mean, I think he threw one or zero picks in that time. He played good football. But just I was watching that full game last Saturday night against the Titans when they won the division. He misses throws. He just – and he fumbles. I think he led the league in fumbles. Um, fumbles lost. I think nine fumbles lost this year. I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence. We watched the game when they played here. I mean, Hurts was a better quarterback. Hurts over Lawrence. Jalen Hurts or Geno Smith. Jalen Hurts. Does um, it feel like the Geno Smith come, thing come, is coming apart a little bit? Like the last... Yeah, the, it feels like they're on the way down. Yeah. Like if they didn't commit to Jalen or Geno Smith next year, would you be surprised? Well, they do have, what, a top three pick in the draft? They do. Yeah, I mean, if they fall in love with one of those quarterbacks, I could definitely see them uh, draft. Well, they could resign him on a decent deal and still draft a quarterback. But he was—I mean, he was playing like an MVP candidate the first five, six, seven weeks of the season. His numbers the last two months, or at least month and a half, have cratered. It's almost like the clock is striking midnight on Cinderella with the Geno Smith story. Jalen Hurts over Geno Smith. Jalen Hurts or your guy Kirk Cousins. It's Jalen Hurts. And now, now I, if I remember right, when we did this in the preseason, I had Kirk still above Jalen. Because Kirk has been, for the past four or five years, one of the most statistically remarkable quarterbacks in the league. He just didn't win, so no one cared. It's it's reversed now. He went 13-4, and four, and I think he had his worst statistical season in a while. I mean, his passer rating was under 100. His QBR was down. He didn't play play super well. His passer rating was the lowest of his career since 2014. Is it like the Kirk Cousins? He can't have everything at the same time. He puts up numbers, they lose. He doesn't th- play that great statistically. They win 13 games. 
He's been fine. I think he's played like an okay quarterback this year. He's got 29 touchdowns, but yeah. that was just 14 picks. Right. Uh, and his completion percentage down compared to what it usually is? Well, that's what happens when you add Jalen Rager to your receiving court. Well, well, there was the one game he threw two picks that Rager like, was in the wrong spot. Yes, Hurts over Cousins. Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady. Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback right now. I mean, I, I don't know if I ever thought I would say those words. And I think next week if they play each other, which is definitely a, a and it could be a, de- a realistic game next week. The Bucks here, I think Hurts will be the better quarterback on the field. He's been that way all year. I know Brady has some game-winning drives, but look, I mean, look at Tom Brady's year. I, I would take Hurts. Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? Jalen Hurts. Um, Prescott has had some good games. He's had some like high-level games. The Eagle game, obviously, we remember on Christmas Eve, he torched the Eagles. And he's had a couple games where he completed like 80% of his passes, but... His turnovers, his interceptions are ridiculous. I saw my favorite headline of the day. There should be a Jerry Jones headline of the day because every time Jerry Jones talks, it's a headline. Today, Jerry Jones said, I'm going to pull up exactly what he said because I, I just, I laugh. I actually laugh when I saw the headline considering Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions despite playing only, I believe, 12 games this season. He's 11 picks in his last seven games. Yeah. I mean, it's That's like Eli Manning stuff. It's crazy how many interceptions he threw this season. So, Earlier today, Jerry Jones said it's in Dak's DNA not to turn the ball over. Well, what what happened to his DNA this year? Because he turned the ball over left and right. He's a good quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback. Jalen Hurts or Justin Herbert. Now we're getting. Now we're feeling. We're the, these last four, I think, will be tough. Yeah. Now we're getting to the the difficult part. So all year long, it's been Hurts. Herbert has certainly come on. Uh, as the year has gone on. The Chargers have come on as the year has gone on. Hertz's shoulder, and we saw how limited he was last weekend, gives me pause here. I'm still going to go Jalen Hurts for one reason. There's only one reason I have, because it's very close right now between these two. I'm going to go Hertz over a- uh, Herbert for this reason. Typically, historically, quarterbacks don't play great in their first playoff. My hope for the Eagles and for Hurts is he got he got the the bad out of the way last year. Herbert, I mean Herbert's never played in a playoff game. I actually Herbert and Lawrence have never played in a playoff game, so I think that might cancel out for this particular game Saturday. But I'll go Hurts because he already has some playoff experience. Hurts over Herbert, but it's close. Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen? It's Allen. Um, I he turns the ball over too much, but I also think he's further back from his injury. Then Jalen Hurts is. That elbow, actually heard Tony Romo on Sunday said something interesting. He thought he was throwing the ball differently for about five or six weeks, Allen, post the, the elbow injury. And he's been limited in a lot of practices. He hasn't been right since he hurt his elbow in November. But then Romo said this past week, for the first time, he thinks he's back. He thinks maybe he's fully healed. It just looks different. He, he's played well. He The turnovers are – I think he could cost the Bills a championship with a turnover. He's had so many in the red zone, I think five red zone interceptions this year. But, yes, I think this is where my line is. Allen over Hurts. Well, then the next one is Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow. Burrow over Hurts. Joe Burrow is probably my favorite quarterback to watch in the NFL, maybe aside from Mahomes, who's the best. And I, I don't know why this happened. I, I think they just – they lost the headlines because of what happened, unfortunately, to DeMar Hamlin. Didn't it feel like the winner of Bills-Bengals was going to be the team everyone talked about heading into the postseason? And now everyone, no one's talking about the Bills. They've won eight games. Uh, no, excuse me. No one's talking about the Bengals. They've won eight games in a row. Joe Burrow hasn't lost. I mean, he's picked up right where he was last year. Th- weren't they 0-2? 
Then they were zero two to start the season. They were, and they finished what twelve and three uh, four. They're twelve and four. They've started four and four. They've won eight in a row. So they're, so they're twelve and two since week three of the season. Since losing to the Cowboys in week two. Yeah, twelve and two. They've been a an outstanding football team, and he's the biggest reason why. I would go Burrow over Hertz. And you just called this guy the best, but because I'm a completionist, I'll ask this. Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes? It's Mahomes. So here's what's amazing about Mahomes, besides everything, right? Look, I mean, are we just numb to this now? It's starting to feel like Peyton Manning during those years where in that era it was 4,000 yards. Now it's five. But like, oh, but Peyton just used to do 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, and no one said anything. That's, that's Mahomes now. Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. So what, what are we going to – so I guess he won't still because – Yeah, I mean, because he did play in two Super Bowls on, on neutral, neutral sites. sites. So we're going to go through another year of his career without a true road playoff game. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at if it's Bills and, and the Chiefs, it's going to be somewhere. We don't know where That would yet. be 14 career playoff games with zero on the road. It's, it's insane. I mean, it's just it's, – it's ridiculous. His numbers are, are mind-boggling. This was supposed to be the year the AFC West was tougher and they weren't going to win the division, and they just won 14 games like it's nothing. I, I don't need, And they lost Tyreek Hill. He did it this year with a just – Kelsey's obviously great in the Hall of Famer, but most of the other guys are just – I mean, Kadarius Toney, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, Sky Moore, I, J- Jarek McKinnon, I think, let, had like nine receiving touchdowns. I don't know how they do it besides Andy's amazing – and Mahomes is amazing. So the three I have over Jalen Hurts are Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Yes. So he, I have him as the fourth best quarterback in the playoffs. And the best in the NFC. And the best in the NFC. And I'm crossing my fingers his shoulders going to hold up for him to play like that because that's where I think he'll play if, if he's at his best. But you know what else that means? It means the Eagles quarterback-wise – I. The other guy is the better quarterback. Doesn't mean it has to play out for that game, but in the Super Bowl. Because if they get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be against probably one of those three guys. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned they could be underdogs against San Francisco and Brock Purdy. I think this list pretty much shows if they do get to the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be shocked if they're five and a half, six point underdogs to any of those three teams. Yeah, so right now, I think you could bet on like just AFC, NFC, but without knowing the opponent, like who's actually in the game. I think it's three and a half. The AFC just like, a flat three and a half better than the NFC, but that'll obviously change, right? Depending on the level of, of which AFC and NFC t- t- comes out. If I were to guess right now, Eagles Bills, I'd guess it at four. Last year, Rams Bengals was four, um, maybe four, and then we see, you know, it could be bet up or down. People will jump on it either way. I'd be very tempted to take the Eagles if they're getting four or more points against anybody. Me too. Yeah, I mean, with the defense they have, the ability to take the ball away, get after the quarterback, that, that'd be tempting. 215-592-9494. So, so to review, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, only three quarterbacks in this playoff field I would take over Jalen Hurts. The Herbert one was tough. I don't think I really had to think on any of the other ones. I mean, Dak hasn't had a very good year. Cousins hasn't had a very good year. Uh, you know, Lawrence, I mean, neither of us think he's on that level, although people just fall in love again with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, looking at my list, I, I kind of see three or four tiers. Where you have Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, who are aliens, otherworldly, head and shoulders above everybody else. And then I would kind of put Hurts in the next category with Herbert and maybe Lawrence, which is young guys who are ascending and could reach that level one day. Mm-hmm. 
Then you have Prescott, Brady, and Cousins, and even Smith as sort of the the older veteran guys who are kind of either established average or, you know, on their way down. And then you have the backups and Daniel Jones at the bottom. Yeah, I don't know what to do with Daniel Jones because he has had a nice season, but like what what's I mean, he's more towards the Geno than Yeah, I mean, like, is there any quarterback in the NFC that if you lost to them in the playoffs, you would shrug your shoulders and say, Man, he got the best of us? No. I mean it's I, I could just I can hear this radio station now two weeks from now. I know there's a game in between. But like, isn't the whole thing like we just they can't lose to Brock Purdy at home? It's just like Case Keenum. They can't lose to Brock Purdy here. Though that being said, Jake Delhomme came in here once and won an NFC title game. So we've had both sides of it, right? There's a Case Keenum side where they beat him. There's a Jake Delhomme side where they did not win that football game in an NFC championship game. So there's there's two sides to everything. But but he but that but this list is also that's why the Eagles are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They have a top four quarterback left in the thing, in the whole thing. And he played that way this year. And for this particular year, he wasn't truly outshined by any of those guys. Although I chose Mahomes, Burrow, Allen over him, they didn't necessarily outplay him this season. Now, they have more playoff pedigree. I mean, Burrow went to a Super Bowl last year. Allen's been to an AFC championship game. Mahomes is, I mean, how many, has Mahomes played already 14 playoff games? Or he's played... He's at 11, 11 so far. So if he goes to the Super Bowl, it'll be 14. So I, I did see something today about Brady um, and how he's going to just add now to his playoff records, like everything, right? Attempts, yards, touchdowns. I don't know if Mahomes is going to be able to do that because Brady got to the playoffs every year and has been in 10 Super Bowls, but it just feels like Mahomes is going to break every record there is if he stays healthy. I mean, already... I wonder how many passing yards Patrick Mahomes already has in his career. He just got in the league in what twenty. He started starting in twenty eighteen. Yes, that was his first full year as a starter. So my guess would be he has like twenty thousand. He has twenty four thousand. He's like twenty seven, isn't he? Yeah, this is age twenty seven season. You know, he's the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoffs. I mean, going through that list, outside of like Brady and Prescott, everyone's pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we're, the NFC is more of the veterans, right? With Geno, with Dak, um, and then there's some young guys, right? Like Pur- Purdy's a rookie. Jones is still relatively young. I think Jones was a 2018 or 19 draft pick, so he, yeah, he's pretty young. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes is now the senior quarterback in the AFC field. So he's played five full years as a starter. He averages 4,800 yards per year. Pretty good. 38 touchdowns, nine picks. It's pretty good. And yeah. a 63 and 16. Is he already at 200 pat- touchdowns in his career passing? He's got to be close. Uh, he's at 192. 192? He's got to be at 400 in the blink. Four, five, four or five more years, he's at 400 passing touchdowns by the time he gets like 31 years old. Yeah, like what's crazy, like his worst year was 2019. He went 11 and 3, only played 14 games. Still completed 66% of his passes, still averaged. 290 yards per game, still put up a passer rating of 105.3. Only threw for 26 touchdowns, but also only had five picks. Yeah, I mean, the I don't know what's the most impressive about all of it. Um, it's all remarkable. But I'll just throw it this way. So I think if he stays on his, his pace, he will be top eight or top nine in passing touchdowns with by the time he's 31 years old. Like so, there's only only eight players ever have 400 
He's halfway to 400. He just got in the league five years ago. Like, like here are the quarterbacks with 400 touchdowns passing their career. Brady, Breeze, Peyton, Favre, Rodgers, Rivers, Marino, Roethlisberger. That's it. Matt Ryan's at 381. I think he might be done. Yeah, I don't think he's getting there. Uh, Stafford's at 333. I would have said he's a lock for 400. Uh, I don't know now. We'll see if he he's playing. Is Russell Wilson going to throw for 92 more touchdowns? I mean, he's going to get paid for the next, like, five years, whether he likes it or not. But is he going to throw 92 more touchdowns? I don't know. How many had this year? Like, 15? Oh, I think he had less. I don't think he, I, I don't know if he had 15 passing touchdowns this year. Less? He had 16. Okay. All right. So may, maybe he gets. He had four. Four against the Chargers this week. That's oh, probably Oh, that's that threw me off there. Uh, then the next. The next active quarterback after Russell Wilson is Kirk Cousins at 252. Hmm. It's the young guys after that. I, don't, I Yeah, so Mahomes was probably going to be the next guy to 400 touchdowns, actually. But he'll do it himself in, in four more years, which is just um, it's mind-boggling what he's done. So if Jalen Hurts plays and he's healthy and, and he's the guy we saw all year, the Eagles have one of the four best quarterbacks in the postseason. And really, those were the, the four we just I talked about. Weren't those the four MVP candidates? I mean, those are the guys right now in the NFL. It was Mahomes, who's going to win it. It was Burrow, it was Hurts, it's Allen. In some order, basically, from week two on, they were the four MVP candidates. And, and it, it jockeyed, it changed. But those were the guys. And I think they entered the postseason as the guys. It is weird to have this list. And I've seen these people put out these lists, like ranking the, four, the 14 playoff quarterbacks. It's weird having Brady so far down. Now, we just did Jalen Hurts. Or how, if you were ranking them, where would Brady fit? So he's, he's obviously behind the top four. So I know on my list, he's seventh. So you, you'd have him behind Herbert right now. I have him behind Herbert and Prescott. Yeah, I think him and Prescott kind of fit in the same kind of se- when they're playing same each other, spot. Right? Yeah, if I had to win a game right now, I'd, way, I'd rather have Tom Brady than Trevor Lawrence. I just I don't know if there's a big difference between Prescott, Brady, Cousins, and if we get the good Geno Smith. Like I think those four guys are all really similar in my mind. Yeah, and which is throwing Geno's name in there just feels ridiculous. But that's the way this season has gone. It's 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 been it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop aboard. Or we get back. We got to hear from Jerry Jones. Jerry speaking on one hundred five three. The fan down in Dallas talking about Mike McCarthy. Whenever you, you know things are not great. When a an owner is asked about the status of their head coach entering a playoff week, the more this goes on, and it will be fun to face Dallas next weekend, but the more it feels like Dallas is in trouble. Heading to Tampa to take on Tom Brady. Here from Jerry Jones next. We'll see if we get some finalization here and um, some clarity on how much Tucker can make as a bat boy for the Phillies. And uh, we'll take your calls. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's with uh, b- us behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. As uh, Look, it's interesting. Tonight as we discussed the, the concerns, right, and, and the bigger concern for this Eagles football team. I, look, I'm guilty of this. I think we all are in a week like this where there's this this week off in between the game and we're coming off the Eagles just truly not playing their best football for a little while now. I think we we can get caught up in the concern and, and I, I did mention this a little bit on Monday, like and, and fail to appreciate 
what this team has done. I was just reading uh, the Action Network put together a, a Super Bowl odds draft where they have a draft and everyone gets a pick. Uh, and you pick teams based on the Super Bowl odds. And the number one pick were the Eagles. They they were the number – like if you had to pick one team, obviously odds are different, so you get better value if you bet on a team that's an underdog, but they're less likely to win. One team to win the Super Bowl. The Eagles were the pick. And, and the reasoning was their path. I mean, they have the number one seed. They're off this week. And it is – when you think about the quarterback – we just went through the quarterback conversation there. Tucker and I did the Jalen Hurts or. And we did the quarterback conversation. Think about the quarterbacks the Eagles – could face on their path to the Super Bowl. And there is a real chance that the quarterbacks the Eagles face to get to the Super Bowl. Now, there's, there's a chance it's Dak Prescott next week, and, and Dak Prescott's a, certainly a, a viable quarterback that the Eagles have had some trouble against. But it's pretty realistic, or, or I'd say plausible, that the path for the Eagles is something like Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy. Imagine if I told you that in September... That's why I told you that in August. Like, you know what? I really like this Eagles team. Don't you worry about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Matt Stafford. The path for the Eagles, they will have home field advantage, and their path is Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy. First of all, you would have said, who's Brock Purdy? But then I said to you, he's the last pick in the draft. You you would have signed up for it any minute. That could happen. I mean, the Giants are only three-point underdogs this week, and a lot of people believe they're going to win that game. They could. Um, and then obviously the Niners as the two seed, you know, coming through after two wins, Jones and Purdy. I mean, we we have a lot of things to be concerned about, but Tucker, the path in 2017 was uh, an okay, but not great Matt Ryan that year. Reigning MVP Matt Ryan. He was, but he wasn't as good that season, right? Kyle Shanahan left to go to the Niners, uh, and then Case Keenum. It feels so- similar. Whether it's Brady or Dak and and Purdy or Jones and Purdy feels kind of similar. It does, and it makes me wonder who's the best quarterback the Eagles have beaten in the postseason. You mean like ever? Yeah, Tom Brady. Ah, yes. I, know, I was thinking strictly NFC teams. Besides right Tom Brady, all right. Let's try to let's see how many we can we can go through and remember. Okay, so they beat Case Keenum. They beat Matt Ryan. They beat Mitch Trubisky the next year. They beat Mitch Trubisky the next year. Though now we got to go back in time. They beat Eli Manning. That in might 2008. be that might be one of the better. They beat him twice, so right in '06 too. That, he, that might be one of the better ones. Tavares Jackson was he the Vikings quarterback? That I year? think he was '08. Right before, so it was Vikings with Tavares into beating Eli. Lost to Kurt Warner. Uh, they beat Eli Manning in '06. In '04, they beat Culpepper and Vic. Yes. In '03, they beat. They beat Favre. Favre. In 02, they beat Vic. Yes. In 01, they beat Sean King. That was the Jim Miller year, wasn't it? But that was the division round. Who they beat in the wild card to get there? Wasn't it Sean King? I believe so. The, the bo- it was the Bucks. It was the Bucks. I know they've at, they they kind of moved back and forth through Brad Johnson and Sean King. So let's say Sean King and then who? Oh, Jim Miller. Lost to Kurt Warner. The year before, they beat Sean King again. They beat the Bucks twice. The first playoff run with Andy, they beat the Bucks, lost to the Giants. Right. The next year was who would they who do they play to get to Chicago? I think it was the Bucks again. Maybe we're off on this. Maybe I'm, I'm my lines are crossed. So it'd be the 2001 Eagles, who they beat to get to Chicago before they went to St. Louis. Yeah, they beat Tampa Bay that year too. So they beat Sean King again. Uh, Brad Johnson. Okay. So all right. So there's four picks. 
I think it was Sean King the year before. I think so. Sean King, I, I'm pretty almost sure it was Sean King the first time. Because I the you know what highlight I've seen a lot lately. Hugh Douglas sacking Sean King. Hugh knocked the ball out of Sean King's hand in the '99 game. He, he's You're a big sack. Hugh Douglas fan now. Who is me? You. Well, I mean, I've seen the highlight a lot lately. Um, but it was a big, it was a big play in the game, the strip sack of Sean King. All right, before that, now we got to go back to when when they beat the Lions in ninety six. Uh, who was the quarterback then? The Lions. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, here's what it was: not a great quarterback. That that's the truth. And and with, and obviously, when we go back beyond this, there's not many playoff wins that we could talk about into the '80s. And I mean, obviously, 1980. But so who? So of all the names we threw out, who's the best quarterback they've ever beaten in the playoffs besides Tom Brady? Is it Eli? It might be. I think it is. It's funny. I mean, it's kind of serendipitous sometimes. You, it's who you face, right? And then the, when the Eagles had their opportunity to get to the Super Bowl um, and got there a couple times, you know, I, I would say Culpepper Vic was a pretty good duo in, in that moment. But that was before Culpepper's knee went. And, and they took advantage and they won. But it's funny, they also lost to some bad ones, right? Like they lost to Jake Delhomme. They lost to Brad Johnson. Neither of those guys are very good quarterbacks in the context of everything. They lost to those guys. They also lost to who? Who's the? Who are some of the best ones they lost to? They lost to Kurt Warner and Drew Brees. I mean, those. All right, so I just pulled it up. So their last three playoff games, they lost to Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Last three playoff losses. And their last three playoff games. Oh right. So lost to Brees how many times in the playoffs? Three times. Uh, yes, yeah, nineteen, oh six, and fourteen or thirteen. Technically, it's crazy the span that that that. The losses to him span. Very long time. Yeah. Then they beat, going backwards here, Trubisky, Brady, Keenum, Ryan. Okay. Lost to Breeze, Rodgers, Romo, Warner. They've lost to some very good quarterbacks, right? Like the, the Rodgers, Breeze, Warner, Brady in the Super Bowl, obviously the one time. Beat Manning and Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh, eight. Lost to Drew Breeze. Beat Manning. Mm-hmm. Lost to Brady. Beat Vic Culpepper to get there. And then he lost to DeLome, beat Favre. Oh, Favre's the best quarterback they beat. Has Just, to be, right? Besides like, Brady. He's the only surefire Hall of Famer on this list. Besides Brady, the best quarterback the Eagles ha- have beaten in the postseason is Brett Favre. Yeah, I mean, going through like Vic, Shane Matthews, Brad Johnson, Sean King, Don Majkowski? For the Packers? For the Lions. Lions. That was he was a starter in '96. Oh uh, no! It looks like him and Scott Mitchell split that game. Okay, against Roddy Pete. Yes. Fifty-eight, thirty-seven. Eagles won. Yeah, it was uh, route. Uh, beat Bobby Hebert. Uh, from the Saints. Yeah, ninety-three. Co-tight. Um, then before that, Danny White. From the Cowboys. The Cowboys game. Uh, Mike Phipps in '79. Missed that. I missed that game. And then, uh, I don't know if you want to go back to Bart Starr in 1960. I mean, Bart Starr's a pretty big one. but So, I, they're really good against Packers Hall of Famers. It's a shame they couldn't add Aaron Rodgers to that list. But uh, you're right. I would go Brady, Favre, Bart Starr. Yeah, Brady, Brady Favre in the, in the Super Bowl era, uh, and I guess Eli twice. Those are the best ones. But, uh, again, they've also had some 
like they've played some Sean Kings over the years. They've played some Case Keenums over the years. It feels like we're in that again, where the, the, they played Jim Millers. I mean, they've played some bad quarterbacks in the playoffs. Those guys were not high-level quarterbacks. Sean King was not a high-level quarterback. Jim Miller was not. Case Keenum is not. I, I think there's a chance we are ha- in another one of those years where – you know, you know what's interesting about the list? We just did this off the fly. You know what there's very little of? Middle of the pack, guys. There's Hall of Famers, right? There's Favre, there's Warner, there's uh, Rodgers, there's Breeze, there's Brady. A lot, there were a lot of those guys in the list. And then there's a bunch of guys that are like Del Holm, Brad Johnson, Sean King, um, Case Keenum. There's very few of those mid-tier guys. It's you know, they got Culpepper once and Roma once. Yeah, but even those guys were pretty good in their time, right? Like they were uh, top 10-ish quarterbacks. Certainly Roma was. It's weird. There's so I'm trying to think who of this this group we're talking about now who fits the bill of the middle. Geno, Daniel Jones, right? That's more middle. Um, but the Purdies of the world, yeah, at the bottom. It's it's interesting that 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 is it's a kind of a unique look at at Eagles playoff history. There, all right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I want to play for you, Jerry Jones. Because anytime we get a chance to bring Jerry to the show, we do it here. I'm always jealous of our sister station down in in uh, Dallas. But Jerry just pops on once a week to talk for like twenty five minutes, and I, and I, it pops on. He pops off while he's on the air. Just says whatever's on his mind. Couple things here. Um, first, let's hear about Dak's DNA because again, this is Dak Prescott who has the most interceptions in the NFL. Jerry on Dak's DNA. Uh, it's in Dak's DNA not to turn the ball over. Uh, his famous story that I often repeat is that. He said more often than not, when his mother saw him in the kitchen, she'd say, remember, no turnovers. <laughs> Jerry's, telling, Jerry's telling jokes now here um, with Dak, Dak Prescott. I, I would say before this year, I, w- I didn't think of Dak Prescott as a high-volume interception guy. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's perfect, but I just didn't think of him as a guy that was going to lead. career interception percentage was around like one and a half. Yeah, I never thought of him as someone that would lead the league in interceptions. He's thrown a, an inordinate amount of picks this year, including the one against the Jaguars to, I mean, in overtime. That one might have not truly been his fault, but they had a pick six to end a game in overtime. Uh, he'll throw one on Monday, but he's been throwing it up for grabs all season long, so that was funny because apparently it's in his DNA. But then also, Jerry, uh, was talking about Mike McCarthy, and it's always good when you're answering questions about your head coach getting fired before a playoff week. Could anything happen in this playoff game Monday that could put Mike McCarthy's job status in question for next year? No. just uh, I don't even want to. Uh, no. That's it. I, I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. No, says Jerry Jones. I am not sure I believe Jerry on that. I mean, like, the question had to be asked by the host. What is Jerry Jones supposed to say? Yeah, but that's also the correct thing to say. Like, I thought it was silly that people were pretending that Mike Mike McDaniel was coaching for his job last week. If that performance is what saved his job, I don't know what you were watching, right? They had three field goals right. and a, a safety to get them to 11 points, and that's what's going to save him? Yeah, and the same token, if they get if they lose by thirty this weekend, should he get fired? I mean, they're playing with Skylar Thompson against Josh Allen, right? Yeah, I mean, he's 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 screwed when the game starts this weekend. Um, I have no idea if Jerry's going to fire Mike McCarthy, 
But the Cowboys, for as much as we have some angst here and like some trepidation, like the Eagles aren't going in playing their best. I think that like the I think Cowboys fans probably expect to lose the game. They have not played well over the last month. Their only nice, like impressive win was against Gardner Minshew. And the Eagles turned the ball over a million times in that game. They needed all those turnovers to beat the Eagles. They they beat the Titans second stringers. I the most inexplicable week eighteen game was the Cowboys and, and the Commanders. Sam Howell? Really? I feel like people just assumed the Cowboys rested all their starters. They did not. They did not. They were trying to win the game. I, I was look. I was watching that game. Um, I was at the Eagles game, the press box, but I had it on my phone. I'm watching. I'm like, at some point, it just felt like shouldn't the Cowboys have cut their losses and just pulled their starters, like to make it so they wouldn't be so embarrassed. Like once the Eagles were up ten or whatever, they were up sixteen nothing. I, I was I was expecting the Cowboys just to pull their guys. They didn't. And Dak threw more interceptions. Just bad football. Dallas is better than Tampa Bay, but I'm not going to be surprised at all if Tampa Bay beats them. I'm, I'm just... What are they, 0-10 all-time against Tom Brady? There's that, and there's a weird thing out there about Dallas on grass. Dallas this year, 1-4 on grass, which, which is... Which, how a, have they gotten 11 games on turf? Well, I guess... I guess they, their home games are. Yeah, so nine... They, uh, was it the NFC had nine home games this right. year? So nine at home. And then, uh, I guess you count... Uh, what are the Giants stadium called? What is it called up there? MetLife? MetLife? I think that's turf. Yes, I believe you're correct. So then if you get one road turf game, I guess you're 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 in the mix there for 11 games. But yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, they have they they don't play well on grass and you look at their path in the postseason. I mean, if you want more reason why Dallas is not going very far, if they win they're coming here most likely grass. San Francisco's grass. Like either way they have to go on grass next weekend if they get through this game. It just that Tampa Dallas game I'm kind of excited it is Monday night because it feels like a big Monday night game and, and one of those two fraud teams is going to go home. I, I, I feel like there'll be a very close game. I feel like it's the closest of all the matchups this weekend. Like maybe you can squint and say Chargers, Jaguars, depending on, on how you feel about Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. But the rest of them, I don't know. Like this usually is my favorite weekend of the NFL calendar. You get six playoff games. Everyone's usually pretty tight, but... I mean, San Francisco, Seattle shouldn't be close. Miami, Buffalo shouldn't be close. Baltimore, Cincinnati shouldn't be close. It's up to like Giants, Minnesota, or Tampa Bay, Dallas to save the weekend. Yeah, none of those teams are particularly great, right? We have, I think three of those four teams have um, negative point differentials. I mean, but something will surprise us. I don't know which one it is. Uh, maybe the Ravens' defense keeps them in the game, even with their second or third string quarterback. Maybe the Seahawks a third time play with the Niners. I mean, some something will surprise us this weekend. I mean, that 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 always happens. Um, I'm not sure where it is, though. I mean, I, I would think, boy, Tom Brady getting points at a playoff game at home. That That's the one. I, and I think the Bucks have stunk all year. But that's the one, like, fading McCarthy and Dak. That is the one I keep coming back to because Dallas loses this game. I mean, that's that's what they do. They, they lose playoff games. They lose big games. And it won't surprise As much fun as Dallas Eagles would be next weekend, and it would be a lot of fun. Um, I, I just think that's the kind of game – the Dallas Cowboys will lose. 215-592-9494. I'm, uh, I hope we hear more from Jerry coming up the next couple days uh, as, as they get set for their Monday night football game. So uh, just from a um, timeline perspective, I'm wondering when we're – so we'll know Saturday if it's Seattle, right? If it's Seattle wins, it's, it's locked in. The Eagles will play the Seattle Seahawks because they're the lowest seed. I guess by what? Sunday we'll know the day the Eagles will play? Someone asked me the other day – 
when do you think we'll know when the Eagles play? We're not going to know until Tuesday. I would think we're going to know by the end of Sunday, and then it's just a matchup. Yeah, because even if, like, they wouldn't allow Tails or Tampa Bay to play on Saturday. Right, so if Chalk holds in the other games. You would know it would have to be Sunday. It'd have to be Sunday. They'd put the Niners against, you know, the, the I guess the Vikings. Against uh, Minnesota. Yeah, the Niners-Vikings would play next Saturday uh, of Division Around Weekend, and the Eagles would be on Sunday. So while this weekend may have more duds, next weekend has the potential to be obviously better teams. We weed out the teams that don't belong. We're gonna probably weed out the Dolphins and the Ravens without Lamar. We're the Seahawks. Like ne- it's it. We're gonna eventually. I think we'll get to a weekend. And I think it was wasn't last year the division around that had all those close games, all those crazy games. I think we reached a point where there were like five straight games that were decided by a field goal or less. Yeah. Well, I mean, led by the. I don't know if we'll. I don't know if we'll see many playoff games ever better than the Chiefs and the Bills last year. But in the second round, you know, next weekend, I think well, not guaranteed, but we're probably going to see Bengals Bills, which is like, isn't that the game that's going to tug on everyone's heartstrings? So let me let me throw this at you because that we, that game is obviously one we're going to look forward to. So I saw Peter Schrager from the NFL Network and uh, Good Morning Football. He he threw out the notion because Demar Hamlin is home now. He was discharged from the hospital. And he just was kind of like thinking out loud of like, could you imagine whatever they call it? Was it Orchard Park still? Whatever the name is. Is it still Ralph Wilson Stadium? I believe it's New Era Field, like the hat company. Okay. So could you imagine New Era Field if DeMar Hamlin was able to walk out, right? Not playing, just like walk through the tunnel. Is it crazy? Like if I'm I'm the Bills and he's capable and he's healthy enough and, and the doctors say he could go to the game, would you do it this Sunday? I wouldn't waste him for the Dolphins game. Would you save it for the Super Bowl? Or would you save it for the Bills game? Like next week? For the Chiefs game. Well, the They're Chief- all Bills games. Excuse me. Chiefs game will be on a neutral site. That, that's not good enough. And the Super Bowl would obviously not would be on a neutral site. I meant would you save them for the Bengals game? Ah, I thought we were already talking about the Bengals game. No, no, no. Uh, I think Peter Schroeder was, was speaking about this weekend. Yeah, I would save him for the Bengals game. Right. Like you, you, that, that's a one- it just feels more poetic. It's a one-time all-time kind of moment, like him walking back out to be with his team. I don't think you need to do it against the Dolphins. Feels like a 17-point victory anyway. Yeah, if you kind of need that emotional uptick to beat Skylar Thompson, we have other issues. Yeah, no, I think it's like the movie scene. He's back for them playing the Bengals, finally, which they were playing that night. That's the time to do it. I don't know if any scene across the NFL this year would compare to that. If, if he walked out with his team, or after, I don't know how they do it, after his team, before the Bengals, I almost feel like the Bengals, they'd have no chance to win the game. As good as they are, it's like, how do you overcome that kind of emotion? That would be, that'd be pretty cool. He might And do I it. think it would be cool, not just for the Bill, but like the Bengals players who are there too. I just think it... It makes a lot of sense. It Everything comes full circle in the matter of, what, four weeks, five weeks? Which feels fast. I mean, last Wednesday we were still talking about whether or not he's going to live, and now he's back home. We're talking about him coming out of the tunnel. Who's the first person who talks about his availability for training camp? Well, I mean, I guess it is a an open question of whether he can play again. If, if he can't, if he's not restricted, I wonder if he will choose to play. He might. He might. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, obviously we don't know his health status, but if he's told that was a one-time thing, it doesn't mean you're more susceptible. I would, I would think there's a real chance he plays again. He's 24. Man, could you imagine that? No. I mean, like, would you go back on the field? No. No, but you're also not a football player. I mean, like, they, they're wired differently. 
Yeah, but like I like see a spider in a room. I kind of let that room be for six to eight days. Yeah, but you're they're wired differently. So you're not you're not you don't, you're not the person in in your house that takes care no, of spiders. No, I am the person who has to do the spiders. I am too. I'm I'm the person who has to take care of everything gross. I'm glad we haven't had any mice because mice I don't I don't do them either. What? But I think that's the benefit of living on the second floor. They can get up there. Yeah, but there are other apartments and buildings and businesses oh, they you, can get to before they get to mine. They, they're distracted in the other floors, you're saying. Yeah, even though the storefront below me is empty right so now. So one time, uh, not the house I live in now, but the, the first house I owned, we had we had, we had had some mice in the basement. And when the first time I got the... I, was, I think I was here. Maybe not this studio. We're, actually, we're now, but the old one. But I was at work, and we were, I was on the air, and I got a text message, we have mice. My response, and I thought it was a very normal response, it, it, I was told it was over the top, was, let's sell the house. I'm out. Like, I'm not doing the mice thing. Yeah, my old apartment, I had my, like, right when I first moved in, it was weird because it wasn't like I had a basement. Like, it was, you know, one bedroom, it was small, everything was one floor. But mice was in the kitchen. I saw the mouse. Like, I, I wasn't that far from it. And yeah, like there are sometimes I'd pull food off the shelves. Like I remember I pulled a, a thing of hamburger buns. Guess what? The back half of them all gone. <laughs> you were sharing. It looked like fine from the front because the way it was on the shelf. I'm like, these are good. Let me pull them out. Half of them were all gnawed off. Yeah, that's a rough surprise when you find out you're sharing your food with a roommate you don't you didn't know you had. That's that's not what you want there. Um, but you know what we want over the next couple of weeks? We want playoff victories here. We want a trip to the Super Bowl. I know Rob Cherry was coming up at ten. Wants that. I'm curious if uh, how Rob's feeling as the postseason arrives here. Rob, what are you feeling? I hate the bye week. You hate the bye? I hate the bye week. What do you mean? Well, because it's it, an easy win. We, yeah, but it's yeah. like I'd like to have an actual game. Uh, I feel good getting to the Super Bowl. Okay. But getting there, once they get there. Well, I'm uh, not worried about that. Let's just well, get there. I'm, Let's get there first. A couple Before the Bears game, I thought they're going to win the Super Bowl. Now it's like, well, they're going to get there, but I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're going to win it. So what did you think watching Jalen on Sunday? The one, so he got through it, and I thought he threw the ball fine, but I it was pretty noticeable to me, Rob. He didn't want to take a hit. No, he didn't want to run. Didn't want to. It was the first time in his career zero designed runs, and when he did scramble once, he just slid right away. He I'm, slid like way before. I know. Anywhere near a first down, he just said, "I think I'll just give myself up." I'm just—I don't feel great about this until I watch him play like normal and then be fine. Well, that's like, why you need a bye. That's that's why the bye week is great. Yeah, I mean, I can't him. stand it because I want to watch the Eagles play, but it's great for the Eagles because it gives another another week to recover. So let me throw this. I want to I see how you react to this. So I was talking yesterday. Mice get a cat. No, I don't have mice anymore. Tucker okay. Tucker lost some hamburger runs to a mouse. He didn't know he had a roommate. So I moved. So he left. Um, <laughs> Great idea. You have mice, I'm out of here. So do you – remember in 2017 the underdog masks? Yeah. Do you, did you have one? No, I I was amused by it, but no, uh, I, don't, I don't – I think you should order one now. I did have Hamill's Camel's masks made for, <laughs> for Cole Hamill's. Just randomly made them. A friend of mine made them. So I think you should order yourself an underdog mask. So yesterday I had a conversation with someone who's a trader, like sets the odds for BetMGM. Right. And he said he thinks by next week the the Niners, the 49ers, are going to be the favorite in the NFC, not the Eagles. So I believe in two weeks if it's the Niners here, the Eagles are going to be home underdogs in the NFC title. So the Niners play Seattle this week. Who are they going to play next week? The, uh, if chalk holds, they would play the Vikings. Vikings, which they should beat the Vikings. They should be. So if the Niners come here, we could be looking at, for the second time in five years, home underdogs in the title game. How much were they an underdog to Minnesota by? 
you remember that Tucker? How much the Vikings were favored by? Three and a half? Three? It was. It was more than like a point. It was. They were underdogs in the game. Uh, yeah, I think it was four. Let me check. And that they, much? And they won 38-7. I was going to say, 38 unanswered points yeah. after that Patrick Robertson interception. I kind of think it'd be cool if they were underdogs. Chip on their shoulder. Like, they, they're, like they're underdogs? Three-point three underdogs. Total was 39. Back then? The Eagles almost, almost got that on their own. 39? Eagles scored 38 by themselves. I guess they didn't think Nick. Well, it, it was probably based on the Atlanta game. It was. And they barely got by Atlanta that, that year. Yeah, it was Foles against Keenum. Yeah. But underdogs to Brock Purdy? Case Keenum? Well, yeah, but Case, who's Case Keenum? Who's Brock Purdy? He's Mr. Irrelevant. Well, he won't be if he comes here in the title game. We'll yeah. know his name I, then. He, he, at some point, he's going to turn into Brock Purdy I, again. I would think so, too. He's a rookie quarterback. He's not set. Nick Foles. No, he's not Nick Foles. He's not capable of doing the 27-2, and two, that type of thing. I agree with you. I, th- I still believe they're getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they are, too. I, it's just that... I don't know who I don't know if they can beat whoever gets there. I'm, there's obviously three teams that get that could get there from the AFC. They're all re- great quarterbacks, great teams. But the Eagles have a, I, Eagles have a real chance to win that game. I'm, I'm, I, if they get to the Super Bowl, I think they'll be okay. Who are you going to root for if it's Andy Reid versus uh, Doug well, uh, versus uh, the Eagles? Well, Doug Peterson <laughs> could be. Well, it could be Doug. Could and be Andy. You know, next week, you, you know, if the Jaguars win, it could be Doug versus I Andy next week. I think they're winning too. I didn't even think about that. Doug and Andy next week against love, each other. I love that matchup. Oh, that'd be fun. The master against the mentor. Or yes. The, uh, the guy pawned off in the Eagles. Yes, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, Rob, I'm assuming you're talking a lot about the spy week in the Eagles. I, I am, but I'm also going to talk about the uh, something that happened 42 years ago today. 42 years ago today. One of the most important games in Eagles history. In fact, it was the most important game in Eagles history until they won the Super Bowl. So the, or the title game. Yeah, NFC Championship game. It was 42 years ago today. What a, I mean, and so and it's the last time they beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. Well, yeah, because they played them twice since then and didn't do as well. Didn't do as well, yeah. right? So, like, that's the ultimate playoff victory. That's the exact. Well, that that's the one that really counted because that got them. That really established the Eagles as a franchise. Sure, it was the first one. It was the first real run. They had been nowhere for years and years and years. They were an afterthought here. The and Phillies it, were the number one team in town. Well, it was a great year in yeah. Philadelphia sports, similar yeah. to a year we're having right now. Maybe. Very much similar to it. Yeah. And that made Dick Vermeil a favorite here forever. He still is. I He's mean, still the favorite, most favorite coach of all time. Everyone loves Dick Vermeil. Doug's got a statue, but Dick Vermeil's is still the most popular. All right, so Rob's got that. He'll be talking about it coming up next on Sports Radio 94 WIP.